back to another lady homeschoolers. I am Eric Williams, your host. Let's get ready for a new school year. One of the things I noticed is it's hard to get them back in school year off even a break. Gotta get them back. They just got a little lackadaisical this year. I don't know what it is. They had too much sun, too many trips, too much good weather. I don't know. But it took a minute to get them back into the swing of things. So... Now they're they're back into the motion a little bit, getting back prepared. And I have to explain them more years means more work. So they kind of took a minute to get that under their belts and get reestablished. And everyone's raring to go now. So some of the things this year. We have a few more travel things on our itinerary that are in school year. This past summer we went a we went a place or two, but that wasn't regularly in the school year, so they didn't miss any curriculum any time. And we didn't really add it. So this time we're going out of state. Possibly out of the country. So that will be great to add on several levels. So, you know, you can swing that as activity, physical education from walking around and traveling and seeing sites, geography, definitely it's going to swing geography into there. Get to learn about continents, get to learn about different cities. You can also add foreign language because where we're going, they may be speaking French as well. So that's one of the, again, the positives of doing homeschool. Everything is a lesson. So we don't really do a foreign language just yet because neither neither one of us actually speaks foreign language fluently and we have different ideas on what they need to speak as far as what needs to be flowing. So we haven't really come to a consensus on that so if we don't have a consensus we don't really do it so but what we did add this year uh, kind of without even knowing we added it was extracurriculars so we have one son who's doing fencing so he'll be doing that throughout the year and another son who'll be doing karate and it wasn't really like oh let's add it was more like let's give them something activity to keep them busy keep them in shape see what piqued their interest now it's kind of aligning with the school year starting so now we can just add it along to other things they do put it under their physical education and then not only that you can break it into lessons of where the specific extracurricular activities stemmed from and the history of it because I'm not I think fencing started in France, I'm not sure. I'm not specific, don't quote me. Martial arts has various places that that's tied into, from the Africans to the Caribbean to Asia. It's all over, and its origins, and depending on what you're teaching and learning, can branch out to different places. So I'm sure that will be an assignment that we'll give one of them to do, the one who's doing karate. I'll probably break that into three different assignments. Just thinking about it right now. 
offense, and it'll probably be two because I don't think that's as broad of a history of it. So again, everything can be taught as a teachable moment. Everything can be a way to learn. In a way to add excitement to what they're learning because when you enjoy something and the more they learn about it, the more interesting it becomes and they want to learn more about it. Then by then they're, they're doing it on their own. So when we go to the library next week, I'm sure we'll grab some books on the history of martial arts and the history of fencing. What we'll also be doing is I've already put set aside some books for Latin American Month, National Latin American National Latin American History Month. So we have a few books on Puerto Rico because I'm just that's just close to me because where I'm from, grew up around a lot of Puerto Rican people. A really good friend of mine, she has she's Afro Latina, so she's got African and Puerto Rican in her history. So she speaks about that a lot. So we'll venture into that as well. So that's always ways to keep things around you so they don't feel quote, quote, left out, but also learning about what's going on around them. And then we have, oddly enough, we have politics coming, which, again, they stemmed it. Stemmed from their conversation. My son was talking about, oh, isn't it time to vote soon? Don't we have to vote again? So we're going to take care of that next week I'll get some literature on that last week we watched a film on Martin Luther King when I was on the DVD he picked one of my sons picked that out in the library so again let the children lead lead the way they know what they want to learn about that's pertinent and it's a way to break it down to them and, and, and get their knowledge going so if it's something that piques their interest and it's a way to help influence them to learn more about things, you just gotta let them go for it. So, even in my son's maddening interest in Legos and Transformers, while he was in the library, he found a Japanese version of the Transformers. And he knows that Transformers started in Japan as did Nintendo, their other favorite obsession, which they don't play video games much at all. They just like the thought of them. So we we got books on that and the history of that. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with video games. That's just not a priority in our household. But if you're going to do it, and there's a way to, you can read the background and the history of it. We add that to things too. And last week, well not last week, that was earlier this week actually. Getting my days confused to what actually day today is. Earlier in the week we went to, um, a main event place. We went bowling to play a little video games. So that's PE. They got to play video games. How exciting to them. There's really no way to throw video games into curriculum at that level. So that just was a fun day. So again, you can always add what you do throughout your day into the curriculum, into their core hours. Of course, everybody knows grocery. Gro- the grocery shopping is the ultimate trick. Or as we say, ultimate guide to homeschool because they learn about fruit, vegetables, pricing, weight, measurements, especially because where we shop at is like Whole Foods, so they got things in bulk, so you can measure that. How many scoops got you a pound? How much is a pound? 
We need an ounce. How many ounces in a pound? When we get fish, we get fish by the pound. We weigh it. So there's always ways to do that. And they don't even they don't even know they're doing it while they're doing it. Became my oldest son. He's a culinary expert, so he's always doing measurements and a cup of this, a teaspoon of that. How much is in a cup? How much is in a teaspoon? Do you need more? Do you need less? How do you divide those up? Which helps because he's doing division and math. So when I help him, he gets confused now related to his cooking. It's easier for him to understand it. Like, oh, okay, now I see what you're doing. So when you're, when you're homeschooling your kids, it's always, always about being a stern dictator and being a, a rocket science on it. The rocket scientist for everything. Because my son had to take notes on one of his assignments. He didn't understand what taking notes was. And I was like, all the stuff when y'all read, watch the video, when you say, hey, did you know this and that? That's a note. Put it on the paper instead of telling us. Or after you tell us, write it down. There's your notes for the assignment. All the stuff that makes you say, ah, gives you an aha moment in real time, put it on the paper. There's your notes for your video. So if you're learning about, it was some kind of fish you was learning about. <laughs> he said, did you know that the fish can go underwater and search for its food? I was like, great, now write it on the paper. He's like, what do you mean? He said, that's your note. But exactly what you told us, put it on the paper. It doesn't, everything doesn't have to be overly explained and extra hard for them to grasp, for you to feel like you're doing something. It's, it's just guiding them and directing them on how to regulate academics and make it relative to real life. And they'll get enough academics and, and strict rule structure just by doing math and English alone, so. Whenever you can add something in their real time or real world to help them understand it, go for it. Because my son has plans on being an engineer, so he'll still have plenty of strict rules and math and numbers, but I don't know if they'll break it down as fun as the, some of the other things he does in life. So you can make it fun and enjoyable, go for it. So that's the things we're working on for this new school year. Like I said, we got new activities, got some trips planned. So I'll keep you guys posted and updated on that. Look forward to talking to you again. Let me know if you guys have any experiences or questions. You can put it in the interactive section here. Right here on this platform here. Okay, you can find us on all streaming platforms. And another thing, one other note. I this episode is sponsored by me, myself, and I who wrote a book on Amazon called We Missed the Bus, A Homeschooling Adventure by Eric Williams. You can find it on Amazon. That's my first endeavor into professional writing. I, I write a lot of stuff in my head and on paper, but it's the first time I put something down in collective. So I'm still working on perfecting it, but this is my first version into it. So hopefully you support that. Give it a look. I got a couple other titles I'm working on that they're not all children's titles. I got a mystery crime issue I'm working on and another children's idea I'm working on. So those will be out probably in the next six months. But again, currently I have my own book out now titled We Missed the Bus, A Homeschool Adventure by Eric Williams. You can find that on Amazon.com. Check it out. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. Peace, love, and light.